Hi guys, this is Uncensored Sam. I'm back. I took a long break, but I'm probably going to be here to stay. Um, I'm going to be making some episodes for the rest of the semester. And then next semester, as you guys know, I'm relocating to DC for my internship. But for this episode, I have a special guest named Richie Robb. He is a notorious sophomore here at our university. A lot of you probably know him as the goofy boy on the hockey team who's really lovable and friendly. And Richie, how about you introduce yourself? Hey, what's up, people? Uh, Richie Robb here. In case uh, the star of the show is here and also the the brand new face of the franchise. Exactly. Um, There's going to be a few episodes where Richie Robb will be co-hosting with me. And so I would say for the rest of the semester, he'll probably be on at least four or five more episodes co-hosting. So you guys are going to get pretty used to Richie Robb here. That schedule could change depending on work. And, exactly. And school and exams. This time of year, they're just like they're they're killing us. Exactly. No, they are. But we're gonna be we're gonna be like more diligent, like trying to record more topics. But you guys, I have a few stories to tell you, and me and Richie are going to be discussing self confidence, being on the autistic spectrum, our experiences in special education growing up, like being in special ed classes, our college experiences, some of our crazy hookup stories mental health and then we're gonna tell you guys a story like i'm gonna tell a story about this guy who i fucked that was in cryptocurrency and then richie is gonna tell a story similar all right so richie i have a few questions for you to ask and then like okay good so how do you think that like your confidence has been and how did you get so much confidence well like, what was your experience with it well back when i was 13 14 and all that other stuff i was not really i was a shell of what i once was uh, today i mean not not the uh confident kid, kid that's always smiling at one that i was uh that i am today now so i mean i guess it just started with me building it up over time just like me bettering myself physically and mentally and everything like that wow so that's basically how you became the richie rob that we know today it was kind of like it's kind of like you know it was built off of it was built off of the uh positive energy that i had now because i felt like i was the king you did and when i did it like i mean honestly the whole richie rob name started came up like about five years ago when i was um I was playing in this tournament, I think it was up in like Hershey, Pennsylvania, and I always had a reputation as a tournament goalie, as any hockey player would know that um, being like tournaments are like, are tough. And so I ended up getting shutouts in the first four games, meaning for those of you who don't know what a shutout is out there, it's when you give up zero goals. So for the first four games of that stretch, I gave up zero goals, and naturally everyone just started calling me Richie Robb. And I actually hated it at first, believe it or not. I hated it. But then after a while, it just started, like, growing so, like, it just started getting over so much. I just was like, why not? And I just ran with it. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. And, Richie, you've had a lot of interesting stories. Like, I know that a lot of the guys on the hockey team are really close with you. You know a lot of people from, like, the hockey parties that you guys throw, which you guys are notorious for. That's how I initially met you last year, because I met you at a hockey house party. Halloween. Exactly, Halloween. And then I kept, like, going to the hockey parties. Yeah. Yeah, they were, like, you and Dom. Yeah, me and Dom. Yeah. Yeah, all those boys are like my brothers. I love them to death, honestly. They're my family. They're going to be that way for like, till the day I die. 
Wow, I think that that's amazing that you guys have that brotherhood yeah. and that unification. Yeah, I mean, when I first was going to college, honestly, like, everyone would tell me that, oh, these guys, they, believe me, I still get, my dad would tell me, because he played college hockey too, he'd be like, oh, I still hear from my college hockey teammates and and everything else. I didn't believe him at first, but now when you really go, when you, when I'm, here I am a year later, and I see what he means. It's like a brotherhood, basically, wow. for life. That is amazing. It is. Like, did you ever feel, like, pressure? Like, did you ever have to go through, like, hazing or feel, like, pressured and dating or anything? Oh, no. No, not none of that. Wow. It was, it was, they all brought me in with open arms, and they were so happy to have me. And, of course, the uh, headband did help, too, you know? I mean, <laughs> the uh, headband I started wearing, well, honestly, because naturally, I'm a huge fan of Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> so you know i i when that all that stuff hit hit netflix last year and it started to grow more popular i was like you know why not give me something to stand out from our goalies and so i started wearing a headband and uh eventually when for my travel team it was i had a different one it was like red and blue so when i came here i just you know translated it off to it what was it about cobra cry and the karate kid that like stuck out to you uh, you know, cause it was, I'm also, little known fact about Richie Robb, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. Wow. So, you know, I was able to, because I was always the odd man out when I was you little. Were. Can you talk more about your experiences being the odd man out and, and saying that you felt like an outcast? Because I know you've touched on that before, yeah. but can you speak on that experience? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I didn't have the best time in elementary, middle, high school. All that other stuff, because I, I was just un misunderstood by everyone. They all thought I was just, I would hate to use the, I hate to use the R word on here. And it's not Richie Robb, it's uh, retarded. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But you know, it was, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was tough those years. I mean, I never really had too many friends and you know, it, it was tough. I mean, the only thing in my life around middle school time was basically hockey. And I just took that all and just focused all my all into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, when your peers were thinking that stuff about you, like, how did it impact your self-esteem? And, like, how did you go about it? Oh, I would always just look at the other kids and it would be like, oh, my God. I, I just, I'd be like, you know, I wish I could be him. Or I wish I could... I wish I could look as good as him, or wish I could have this many girls as him, or, you know? And you know what, Richie? You're not alone, because I felt that way my entire life, because, like, I'm autistic, so I've obviously been called the R word a lot, like, in school, out of school, Don't my worry. entire life, like, the R slur, right? And so, like, being disabled and black with, like, my disability, it really made me very self-conscious you know what i mean and so i yeah. thought that the only way that i could assimilate and fit in or have a normal college and high school experience was to go to a lot of parties and hook up with a lot of guys because i never saw myself as like beautiful because i don't meet like the conventional standards like i'm tall i'm darker skin so you know what i mean it was really hard for me to like form yeah. confidence and i had to realize that like it's my autism because it's not a black and white experience you know what i mean yeah it's and honestly yeah it's that too. I mean, I used to like just ignore words like that back then, you know, because I mean, in even in today's world, you have to kind of ignore it a little bit. But it's, you know, the saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words don't hurt me. I mean, yeah, 
after a while, those words kind of radiate, and it shows just how much damage. Exactly, because these are things that were instilled in us, like, in our formative years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I felt like in high school, like, the only way for me to be normal or to be like a normal girl was for me to hook up with as many guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then after I graduated high school, and, like, even now in college, I'm still going through, like, my hoe face. Like, I'm still sleeping around a lot and everything, and I feel like that is something that makes me normal because for a long time in my life I never felt like a normal girl you know what I mean oh don't worry I never felt like a normal guy I mean for starters I'm a goalie so that's how you know I'm freaking crazy again we the the demographic that listens to this show I don't know if they know anything about hockey but okay just for the record goalies are known to be one some of the craziest human beings alive I mean, who else would uh, who else would spend their athletic careers flailing around in a uh, in a blue crease while people shoot pucks at your head? Okay, well, that's definitely really interesting. Like, we never we never knew that. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, most of your audience, I'm pretty sure, doesn't know about doesn't know about hockey. So I'm pretty sure I'm not giving uh, too many good pointers here about it. But you can post the podcast on your story and share it with your friends. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to yeah. send you the link. So I want Sweet. you to put it on your social medias, like your Instagram, your Snapchat. Send it to your friends, your family, your girlfriend. I want them all to listen. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so can you speak to me a little bit about your experiences in special ed and, like, some things that happened? Or well, do you have any stories? Well, I mean, time to think of it. No stories off the top of my head. I mean... I was in a special, I was in like a, a special ed class probably from kindergarten through maybe a month in second grade. And I always had an aide in a, in a, what you call it, the rest of elementary school. Mm-hmm. I always had like an aide. And, but, you know, thank God I don't have to do that much anymore. I mean, I only take medication now. And other than that, I'm, I'm able to have a normal college life because of it. Wow. I mean, somewhat normal. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. But, so, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty tough being around all that. I mean, it was, you're always being looked at, like, the other kids in the hallway, like, you know, when you'd always walk in single file lines everywhere, and yeah, when you go to that, it, and they'd look at just that, like, line of six or seven people with about three or four teachers there, you know, it was Kind of like I, I started becoming conscious about it in like first grade, just like seeing how people looked at us, and it's yeah. kind of just it made me a little sad for them. Exactly, and that's why I feel like I went so hard during my college experience because I was like my entire life I had saw myself as like black and disabled. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I thought everybody was gonna see me that way, and so like I tried to join the sorority, and then I ended up getting kicked out for allegations made against me and for um underage drinking, and I was like. Fuck, I can't throw myself into, like, Greek Underage life here. drinking. Yeah. If that was the case, then they should kick out every person and every frat and all our... No, but we're not even gonna talk about them niggas. We're not even gonna talk about them. <laughs> because them niggas act so crazy and they get away with anything. Yeah. But you know what? They probably gonna peak in college. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? Yeah, and so I got kicked out, and I I really had to like learn to be comfortable in my own skin. You know what I mean? And just learn that like my yeah. college experience is so individualistic, and that it's not going to be like what I see in movies made about white people who are like from the suburbs who like look normal and lead these normal lives. Like my life experiences are not going to be like what you see in a movie. You know what yeah. I mean? That's why like I started my podcast because I was like I feel like it's stories like this that need to be told. Like yeah. there's so many people that were in special ed that felt that way you know what i mean yeah i think your podcast really gives like uh 
really brings new light into those areas because you know not many people I mean could really talk about that or relate to it and exactly and same with like my genital herpes thing and like yeah. my hookup stories you know what I mean because I feel like it was so important for me because I was just yeah. like I don't see stories like this told in media I just see stories about like yeah I mean honestly you know, though one, too when I was when I, I first got to Stockton <clears throat> um I when I started partying every I when I started partying everything, I tried to bury, like, whatever I was in high school down, like, deep. I was... N- Me too. Like, today, the kids in my school, if they, t- if they knew, if they knew that, that Richie Robb was, uh, was the king of, was the king of, uh, Stockton, uh, they would say you're crazy, you know? No, literally, a lot of kids from my high school would too, because they just saw me as, like, this yeah, crazy wild were... bitch and now i'm just like well look at you because not only am i relocating yeah. to dc and i have an internship there not only am i going to south africa not only do i have a successful modeling career but i'm on track to graduate at the top yeah. of my class like i never would have thought i would be sitting here saying all of these things and like it's like life takes you in such an unexpected journey if we had a party popper here, like, I would... Exactly, <laughs> Richie. You know me and you be trading up at the parties. Yeah. But you never popped out to the frat parties. Oh, I mean, well, because <laughs> last year we had our own we had our own place, and... Yeah. I've never, honestly, I was never, I was never the party person in high school. Never went to a party, never drank, never did anything, and then... And now you're obsessed with Twisted Teas. Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember last year on your Keep track? it twisted. <laughs> Remember last year on UKF, they were talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? They said, Richie Rob can shove those twisted tees up his ass. And they said, Sammy needs to stop spreading her genital herpes around this school. I was like, fuck y'all. Y'all some bitch ass niggas for that. I'm surprised they're all spreading something other than, other than their lives. No, literally. Like, always trying to come for people. Oh my god, that Yik Yak place is probably like Twitter. No, you don't understand all the viable rumors that have been spread about this school about me. Like, oh my god, God, like (laughs) they had me at the mental breakdown last year. I mean, I know people who use who use yik yak. (laughs) Even my even my girlfriend uses yik yak, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I I see like all the stuff that people post. I'm like, you have you can't make something after the shit up that they say. No, literally, yeah. It's crazy. I remember they were talking about us last year. I was like, damn. But whoever said whoever said that I could sho- I shoved twisted teas up my ass? No. I I more or less uh empty the can, smack it over my head and then sp- and then spit it spit it out in a mist. Exactly. Tell them, Richie. Go yeah. off. Yeah. That's that rumor is fu- is false. Yeah, exactly. It really is. Like and were you in special ed in high school? Like, what was your high school experience like? Well, and how did it make you feel? I wouldn't say I was in special ed in high school, per se. I mean, sure, like, after all that, like, after all that, uh, what you call, after all the, the AIDS went away, and because in high school, you know, you have, you have to, it's your responsibility to get to classes. It's like that first big step, and I was nervous for it, honestly. Mm. But, you know, I did a similar thing, similar thing that I did here and had, had a hockey team, too. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I played for this team. We were because I, as Alex, you, as all my boys know, I'm I'm from Secaucus, so you know, and um, so we had to merge with another team from Kearney, and North Arlington then jumped in and merged with us. So we had three towns on a, fueling a single team. Mm-hmm. We were called the Kearney Cardinals. 
and it gave gave me a little bit of identity. I mean, I was not like top notch popular, top of the scale, mm-hmm. but yeah, it really kind of gave me more of an identity and just real made people kind of realize that I wasn't just some this crazy kid. I was actually kind of like go, really good goalie. So exactly, yeah, you're so right. Like, can you talk about how like all those things like impacted your college experience? Like, what has your college experience been like oh thus far? It's <clears throat> best time of my freaking life. Also, my God, everything. <laughs> good drinks, good good food, <clears throat> good, good good teammates, good women. <laughs> true you are living the life yeah you are being treated like royalty and you're ignoring all those haters all those people that were mean to you how did you overcome the adversity like when you were like when people weren't being too kind to you you know something though if i could just go back in time i didn't ignore it if i could just go back in time and honestly just you know because today if that was to happen to me i would probably like roundhouse him in the face you know yeah. Which I should have done back then, but I really didn't worry about it. I really worried so much about what would happen to me afterwards. Yeah. Here it's more or less, you know, more or less I don't take shit. Exactly. You know? You've learned to be your own biggest advocate. I mean, for example, I heard there was someone out there talking, talking, saying um, that I, uh, that I had, um, that I, the only reason I have friends is because I'm on a hockey team. Well, when the only reason he has friends is because he doesn't drink and he's everyone's designated driver. <laughs> it's true. It's the only reason he has friends. Oh, it's a specific person you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, uh, we don't have to talk about that after. Yeah, well, not, yeah we, we not going to do that. We not going to do that. We ain't going. Let's yeah. stop capping that off there. Yeah. Next topic. <laughs> I had to learn that the hard way last year. <laughs> I even used code names and everything. The niggas were like... Like you were talking about us on your podcast. I was like, okay, like only people who would know are in our friend group specifically. Like nobody yeah. else would know who you are. Yeah, I mean that's why I don't use names. I mean honestly, because it's it's. I was like, you could get major heat from it too. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're the. It's not like it's not exactly. We're not exactly a Elvis Duran in the morning show, you know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. I'm from Secaucus, so they play that around there. You know, that's exactly. that's the radio show we always wake up to. Wait, Elvis what? Elvis Duran in the morning show. Oh, I know that morning yeah. show. I'm from Central Jersey. Central. I mean, if there if there is a Central, I mean, all the I know all the Jersey people are going to say, there's no Central, there's only North and South. Go, go away with that, honestly. No, I'm a Central Jersey girl born and raised because I am from Lawrenceville, right? And between the Capitol and right in between Princeton, like yep. Princeton University, I am a Central Jersey girl, hands down. Yep, I'm a North Jersey boy, and honestly, I wish I was born South Jersey. Richie, we can tell that you're a North Jersey boy. You have the flair of, like, a North Jersey spirit, you know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. You know, the Adderall also helps, too, but... it's uh, I can tell, because you're very, like, you're very preppy, you're very outgoing, you're very uppity. I I can tell the Adderall is doing wonders. Yes, it is. That and the Twisted Tees. Yep, the Twisted Tees, not Twisted Tees and Adderall. Not no, necessarily in that order. Because you know what? Everybody I meet that knows you, we're always like, that kid is very unique. One thing about Richie, there is yeah. nobody like him. Like, you know, we all love you. Like, we're literally yes. like, Richie is like hilarious. <laughs> like, we're like, Aww. it's something about that kid. Well, that means... We're like, it's never me. a dull moment with Richie. That we're like, means, he is going to yeah. be the life of the party. Uh-huh. That means the world to me. Honestly. And you know, I've even spoken to some guys on your team. 
Yeah. Yeah, and they even said like he's a very unique person. Like he's definitely. I know. Okay. I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm there, lunatic. I'm no, I can lunatic. tell, but in like a good way, not in like yeah, an ableistic exactly. way or like yeah. a demeaning way. Yeah. Like throughout all of this, though, how have you like managed your mental health from like your childhood experiences to well, where you are now? Honestly, I've never really went into detail about this, but honestly, it's to say, why not? Well, back when I was 13 and 14, I had I went through severe depression and, you know, there was just, it was just, I mean, I wouldn't say I was suicidal, but you know, I just had a, had a disregard for my own well being. Mm -hmm. You know, I just didn't care what it would happen to me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind, it was, I was on a very downward spiral and, you know, I honestly credit sometimes, like, I credit hockey with giving me the notoriety and the success that I did, but, you know, some days I often credit it with saving my life at some times. Wow. But, you know, there's this one time in particular, and, like, I've never told this story to anybody, but might as well now. <clears throat> when I was 14 years old, I wanted to go to PetSmart, right? So, you know, and my, this was the first time I was probably home alone, because, you know, I'm mama's boy. So, you know, I, was fig I, I figured, why not cross the highway to get there faster instead mm -hmm. of walking all the way across the caucus? Dumbest mistake of my... Fr this, this, I will throw my hand up and say, stupidest ass mistake I've ever did. I came, like, that close to getting, like, railed by a freaking, tr by a freaking car. And honestly, that day it just really, really made me realize that, like, life is really is precious and special. And then two weeks after that, I ended up graduating middle school, and I ended up going to high school, playing there, and then actually around September time, that was when that whole tournament happened, everyone called me, started calling me Richie Robb, and just from there, I never looked back, and thank God, I'm in a, I'm in a much better place mentally than I was back then, but you know, it was really tough, because I just thought I had nobody back then, no friends, no... And yeah, I was just that one weird kid in school that would sit alone, wore glasses actually too, had had thick glasses that made me look like Jeffrey Dahmer's little Ooh. son. Oh. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. But hey, it's not a it's it's not a matter of where you came from; it's where you are now that really exactly. matters. Exactly. It's not your beginning; it's your now. Yeah. Many people actually, I'd say, probably ninety-seven percent of the people that know me don't know that story but I figured I might as well share it I'm so proud of you for like coming onto this platform and like being able to tell your story and to be able to advocate for yourself and I see the growth in you from last year because I know last yeah. year you would beg me to be on my show but you were also so hesitant and you would always ask the guys on your hockey team like can I do it and I would talk to the guys on the yeah. hockey team and they'd be like we don't want him to like say something yeah, you know that's I mean, over and now I can just see how you're just like Believe me, no I could, giving a fuck. I could era. see, I could one hundred and fifty percent see why they'd want to do that. Mm. Like they won't, they wouldn't mm. want me on there because you know I'm, uh, I'm how you say, a little talkative, you know, mm. and I don't exactly say the right words sometimes. No, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and I relate to that experience because, like in high school, for me, I was mm. very yeah. my entire life. I've been very outgoing. I've been a very eccentric person, and I feel like. That put me in a lot of positions where, since I'm autistic, yeah. a lot of, like, people saw me as, like, 
their autistic like mascot you know what I mean I feel like I was like mocked behind my backs by my peers and like a lot of people saw me as like some like sort of like cheerful little puppet because they were just like oh she's black she's disabled definitely and I grew up in this like small suburban like predominantly white town so I was like always yeah the odd man out you know what I mean yeah I mean honestly it is done to that way to a degree it's not not like back then but you know <clears throat> today there's definitely some some like that and that needs to stop exactly I mean, but um but yeah same with me too I mean back then look I was I was on Vyvanse. That's my prescription I take for my ADHD. Mm-hmm. So back then, maybe around kindergarten, I was at 10 milligrams. Then I mm-hmm. went up to 20 milligrams. Then I went up to like 30. And, you know, it was kept wearing off. Like, it kept working for a while and then wearing off. Mm-hmm. Then went to 40 and 50. And then finally, by the, time, by the time I was 10 years old, my mom said, Richie, do you think 70 will work? And I was mm-hmm. just like, shit, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean... But now that I really see it, though, like, I was kind of, the, the, the effects of that, especially when it first kicked in, made me really hyper. I mean, I'm also, I'm a kid with severe ADHD. The H is for hyperactivity, and is probably the biggest letter in that word that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Hyperactivity. And the Adderall made that worse. So in the mornings, I would be like, be just like so <clears throat> amped up and full of energy that maybe that's why I was easy, an easy target for people. I was an easy target for people. Me too, because I could never assimilate. Like, I was just, like, so full of life and, and so full of joy, you know what I mean? And yeah. I was just always amped up. And, like, still to this day, I get people being like, why are you so happy? Like, why are you so positive? And I'm just like, life is so fucking beautiful. And for so long in my life, I there's been so many times in my life where I've contemplated taking my own life or where I was just like, there's no reason for me to live. And, like, I, I'll never get through this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like... Yeah, in spite of everything, I'm still here and I still rise at the end of the day. So I, I'm just like, I feel like this is just a homage to me. And, you know, like exactly. the women in my lineage who have come before me because like there's this um, quote in like African-American proverb that like yeah. I am my ancestors wildest dreams. And yeah, I was like, they would have wished and prayed to have this sexual agency and this much freedom and the ability to express themselves. And like exactly. I get to be here and you know what I mean? I get to have a platform mm-hmm. to do that and allow others to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. women that in my family and in my, like where I'm from have, have fought so hard for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me to just sit there and not utilize that, I feel like that would be the biggest waste. Exactly. I mean, it, we're all going through trouble. I mean, there's even, even in recent times, say with mental health, people who have, it's also struck a lot in sports too, with, um, in hockey too. Just look at, just look at, uh, there's a goalie out there who plays in the NHL. I think his name is his name is Robin Leonard. He has suffered from mental health issues for like the longest time. He's he was um drinking, I think, too, and mm-hmm. he had to go he had to go to rehab, I think it was. And he's suffered from so many like just you don't know the mental torment unless you live it. And also another goalie, Clint Malarchuk, he ended up he ended up almost trying to take his own life uh like in 2008, I think it was. And thank God he's still with us here because he the re- that was all brought upon by like a bad injury he had where he almost lost his life when his jugular vein got cut by escape. And yeah. he, he suffered for many years after that and just reliving that. He'd have night terrors, he has said. And it, I suggest you read his book. It's called A Matter of Inches by Clint Malarchuk. It's a very great book. Great read. And especially for hockey always out there. 
That is so interesting because like for me as well, I'm a, I'm a really avid reader because I feel like <clears throat> that's why I feel like I was so interested in like acting and modeling because I always feel like that has been my gauge into humanity because being autistic and, and you know what I mean? It was so isolating. I never felt like a real human. You know what I mean? I felt like I was missing out on all these experiences. And I remember reading Lena Dunham's memoir, Not That Kind of Girl. And I was like, wow, I feel seen. And I remember reading Gabria, um, Gabriel Sidibe's um, memoir Nick, called This Is Just My Face, Try Not to Stare. And it, it just had like this, because I, I read like supermodels yeah. memoirs and I read like other celebrities and I'm just like, there are certain aspects of like Gabrielle Union's book, We're Gonna Need More Wine, that resonated with me. But like, I always feel like I've always been playing catch up to women in my life because I was never good enough. You know what I mean? So when I read Emily Radich Emily Radichkowski's memoir, I was like, I'm less of a woman because I've never had half these experiences. Well, I mean, hey, it all it all ma- it all matters. Just like I said before, it matters it doesn't matter where you're coming from. It matters where you where you're at and where you're going. More importantly, exactly, exactly. It's it's not. It's the comeback is always greater than the setback. As that's uh, true. Quote Mike the situation there. You know what? The comeback is always greater than the setback. And I think that's going to be the name of this episode. And you know what, Richie? Like, I remember because I transferred to Stockton from my community college, right? Yeah. So my summer going into junior year from Stockton, I was raped that summer. And so it was really traumatic for me. And so I didn't... I I felt so invisible and so unseen, right? I can imagine that. I I, I can't relate because I'm... I'm, I'm a boy. But, well, I mean, um, men can be victims of sexual assault and rape, but yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that, I'm, I'm sure that maybe you might have been a victim at some point, but more, more or less, I more or less not a victim of it, but you know, more or less used. Yes, and it. and so I made a TikTok. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And basically, I got death threats every day for months, telling me how I was nothing, how I was. <clears throat> A gorilla, how I was an ape, how I deserved it, how this is what I get for sleeping with a man outside of my race. And I remember going into junior year and being like, this is a fresh new start. I finally get out of my hometown. I finally get to meet new people, right? Yeah. And I started my professional modeling career. I made Dean's List all semesters. I secured an internship in Washington, D.C. I secured an internship at the Press of AC. And then on top of all of that, I made amazing friends. And I made these. And then I had my successful podcast. And I was like, the comeback is always greater than my setback. And I feel like every point in my life, has like led me here and I'm so grateful to be where I am today. I am too. It's Exactly. It, you've, had, you've you've battled you've been through hell and back. Thank and you. I've been through hell and back, you know. We've we're all You really have. Yeah. And I feel like it goes to show that like these things are very universal because like for yeah. me and you, like we have so many differences but we have so many similarities. Because like yes. obviously you're a guy you're white, you play hockey, you come from yep. a different socioeconomic status as me. But, like, yep. I feel like we have such a close friendship because, like, we really match each other's energy. Yes. And we've both been through so much. And, like, also, like, I see so much of you and me. You know what I mean? And yeah. vice versa. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like we really try and, like, live up our college experiences because of the traumatic things that have happened in Definitely. our childhood. I mean, after you can't look back from it, you got to be just the new you. That's... No, you really do. Yeah, I mean, hey, if, like, honestly, and it's just to throw a fuck you to every, it's to throw a fuck you to everyone 
to everyone that ever hated you or doubted you or exactly. looked at you different or called you a friggin' nerd or called you retarded. It's honestly, it's a part of that is also to throw a fuck you to them. Exactly. Yeah. And another part is doing it for myself. Exactly. Because you guys don't even understand, like, what I have coming in the works. Like, y'all think my meme relocating to D.C. is big. Like, I cannot wait what you guys see that I have in store for myself, for my career, for this podcast. I cannot. I'm not even going to speak about it because it's just I am in so much joy. You know what I mean? And, And about the projects I have coming up and about the experiences I have coming up. I'm just like. Once it happens, it happens, and y'all are just going to see. I'm going I'm to say that. Like, this next year is going to be magical. Like, I, I cannot wait. wait until you guys see where I am this time next year. Like, I'm putting in the work now. I can't wait. I'm going to miss you when you go to D.C., though. You're going to leave me here. I'm going to be back the last week. I'm going to be going to a lot of parties. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be... We're going to be vibing. So, I'll be here the last week. Um, I'm going to... I hope you come to graduation and you see me walk across the stage. Oh, definitely. I mean, if, if, if I'm driving by then. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully you'll have your license. Hey, I already got my permit. Got one, one or two <laughs> steps down. I know. Hopefully. COVID, COVID was a biatch. No, literally. I, I keep forgetting. You're a sophomore. I'm a senior. So you're yeah. two years younger. So I was in like my freshman year of college when that hit. Yeah. It was like for us in school, best. I mean, I guess... I mean, a lot. I could. I probably only speak for myself here because a lot of people lost relatives. I know family. I know uncles who lost their relatives, and I. I know a lot of people who lost their jobs, got laid back, or got laid over. I mean, laid off. Laid off, or whatever, the, <laughs> whatever the word is. But you know, for me, COVID was pretty good. Actually, I got to really discover myself and i was out i mean well, hockey was out all the rinks were closed and the longest time i've ever been off the ice probably i was off the ice probably from march to like late june early march to late june wow. and so in that whole time i spent the time down my beach house which was brand new built got finished actually that december mm-hmm. and you know because i've always loved the shore always loved it loved the water loved jellyfish loved crabs loved everything mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. so when i would go i would go kayaking that day because mostly there was nothing ever to do down there other than do that or be outside or do something with the water so i was basically kayaking five five hours every day for probably two two and a half months mm-hmm. And it really helped me discover myself because, you know, I started to love the water again. And obviously when Hurricane Sandy hit, we are at now about, we are over 10 years removed from when that storm hit. Yeah. And it took away my beach house and I was not able to uh, be down the shore for a while. Yeah. And before that, like the, sh- like the ocean was beginning to become like my next, my second love, honestly. Yeah. And so when when all this happened, I came back. I finally rediscovered like my love for it, and it was, and I made that decision that I wanted to go to Stockton and uh, pursue marine bio. Wow, and I feel like that is such a, a holistic experience because I remember yeah. COVID happening at like the best time in my life. Like I was in college, freshman year, I was like thriving. I was like, and then that all got, and then yeah, it all got like. like I was going out to parties. I was I was experiencing all these yeah. new things, having all these hookups, coming into my own, coming into my body and my sexuality. And then I'm like, 
in my childhood home that I wanted to escape my entire life. And then yeah. I ended up moving in with my dad and then um I ended up like discovering my spirituality and so I like meditated, I learned about <clears throat> affirmations, I learned I, I like felt beautiful for the first time in my life and I made this amazing friend who was like my neighbor who was a year older than me uh-huh. who like moved from Hopewell and me and him really confined in each other and then I would like do things with my friends but it was I was suicidal at certain points during quarantine it was a really complex time and and that's also around the time Believe me, I got friend. raped yeah. but I also had one of the best summers of my life because I got to you know what I mean? Have such a, such a growing summer yeah. with all my best friends. I mean, yeah. I mean, like COVID did. I mean, I'd be I'd be a fool to neglect saying that COVID did had a lot of a, uh, lot of brought a lot of mental health issues on a lot of people, especially my brother, who my my brother who's two years younger than me, ended up like getting like hooked on getting ended up drinking every day mm-hmm. for it and. I felt bad from though for the longest time. I mean, that was that was at a time where I didn't touch alcohol. And he was fourteen around that time. No, he was <laughs> he was I think he was sixteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was seventeen. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around that. But, anyways, he was he had nothing else to do. He was just bored. And like now, look, I back then I was like, why the f- did, why the fuck did he ever do that? And. Mm-hmm. But now I can see, like, he was just bored. It was it really just being in the house all that time really took a toll on him. It really was. And I, I think that it, it had its pros and it had its cons. I really learned about myself. And I think now yeah. I'm in a much better space. And I think I wouldn't be the woman that I am today without my COVID experience. Exactly. But I also do think that it was a time where the world was on pause. It Like, yeah. it was on pause. And all we had was... Just, just family, just family to exactly. annoy each other with. It was so, and you know what I mean. I don't think that wherever God, God willing, will never be in a a situation to that extent again. You know what I mean? Like the entire world went on pause. Well, I mean, I, c- I could use another two and a half months down my. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I, I I am good on that. And you know what? The stuff I have coming up, Minus traveling wise. Mm-mm. Yeah, minus the COVID though, I'd just like to like to take a two month vacation again and just uh, forget about everything. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Um, I am so excited because I have so many so many traveling things coming up. Yeah, and you know what though? Cause like I thought that, cause I told you I started professionally modeling last year, and I thought that I would have been signed to an agency by now, and like I would be working full time as a model and like doing that after graduation, right? Yeah. So I got rejected from over 40 modeling agencies. Nothing happened, right? So I had my portfolio. I was working with photographers all over the state who, like, had magazine publications. I'm, like, building this extensive portfolio, right? My ex-best friend from Ryder gets signed to an agency just by walking down the street. She gets sent to L.A. She walks in Milan Fashion Week. And, like, two years ago, she cut me off, right? And so I come home during the summer after my internship. I'm having dinner with my friend, right? And he's like, oh, do you did you hear about so-and-so? Like, they moved to L.A. They have this successful modeling career. And I spiraled so much comparing myself. I thought that I was so inferior to her. Yeah. And I was like, God, like, you have to be fucking serious. Everything I've ever dreamed and prayed for fell into her lap. And you see I'm here, like... You know what I mean? And then guess what? Yeah. One of the best opportunities for me arose. And I was like, it just taught me to trust my process and trust my journey. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, first of all, first of all, I bet you Helen Keller or someone was in charge of that 
was in charge of the modeling agency. <laughs> so I love you, Richie. Oh my god, I'm so grateful to have you as a brother. Yep. Hey, bestie, bestie. You know. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful I have you as a brother. But yeah, I mean, the comparison game could also I could translate a story to that too. I mean, with my with my younger brother. I mean. Back then, he he is like he's also really big at hockey too. I mean, mm-hmm. the Robinson family is like a long and storied line of hockey players. Wait, Richie, I'm sorry to interrupt your story, but your last name is Robinson. Yep. Um, I'm African American, and my mom's last name is Robinson. And most African Americans took on the last name of their slave owners. Um, what country are you and your family from? Um, uh, da da da. Are y'all from Northwestern Europe, like Ireland and England and Scotland? I don't think I, I don't think Ireland. Because I, I think your family might have owned mine. Really? I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's more Norwegian. Okay. 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 Good. Continue your story. Okay. Good. Continue your story. Okay. Because I was like, wait, run that back. Yeah. Because I was like, we got that that's, last name through slavery. That's crazy though. And I, I was like, and you that. have that same last name, and you are giving Northwestern European. So I was like, wait a minute. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. But my, my great, great, great uncle I know is from Norwegian. So hmm. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's a different Robinson. Hopefully. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, what you were saying about like, you know, just being jealous of other people and just watching them basically fall up the ladder of success, you know, hmm. and my brother was one of those people, and I felt jealous for the longest time because he got to play in this, like, international hockey tournament in Quebec. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he was, like, you know, I hate to say it. I, I'd be a hypocrite to say it was wrong <laughs> all the time, but, you know, doing all that, do, doing all that uh, jeweling stuff is cool, you know? But, you know, and then what happened was it, like, I was jealous over it. I was freaking jealous because he was do, getting all this success beside while he was fucking up. I mean, well, quote unquote, fucking up. And now, but like, so, and here I am playing my ass off, never fucking up and just never like reaching that same level as him. And honestly, just he's in Quebec playing hockey in front of 2000 fans. I'm in Secaucus playing at a shit ice rink outside in front of about 20 or 25 uh, parents that are, have to be there anyways because they have to drive them home. But yeah, it was a tough road. And then eventually, like, eventually it started to get more notoriety and everything else. But today, it's, you just can't look at it. Like, look at what the other person has. You got to look like what you were, you're going to have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would never, I never would have guessed I'd be playing and playing on a playing on a school's hockey team. I could thank I want to thank God for that cuz I never thought I'd be able to captivate a team much like I have and a school. But you know, and but I'm no longer jealous cuz I just never like I just, you know, it's all it's all no, everything. Else. And I've learned I'm that life is so individualistic. Like I'm really learning that like I have to put trust in my journey and know that God has something bigger than me. Cause like what I have coming up is just like, I'm like, this is literally God's plan. Cause I could have never prayed for something as good as what's to come. Like exactly. who would have thought I would be making Dean's list, be a member of national honor society, be in society of professional journalists, be graduating at the top of my class, be relocating to DC for an internship and then going to South Africa after graduation. Like in my wildest dreams, I would have never 
imagine my life would take me here and i'm like it only goes up from here so i think it just goes to show that it's like about trusting your journey mm-hmm. you know what i mean here's a lot of rhinos <clears throat> in south africa well i'm gonna be in um two major cities in south africa i'm gonna Ooh. be in uh what's it called johannesburg and capestown and me and alex are going together wow really yeah that's awesome so shout out to you alex love you and i mean richie i'm proud of us like we have to like be proud we're of ourselves richie. we, are we really dream. are like we're those bitches like yeah. that's why everybody else will go somewhere and be like richie rob they're gonna be like i know him be like sammy be like i know that bitch yeah like we really well, i mean everyone is i'm pretty i don't exactly fit into crowds when i walk i mean after all i wear a headband to class every day yeah and still and still get over more than other people haha <laughs> True, true. Yeah. But I had so much fun filming this episode with you, Richie, and I am so proud of us. Thank you and so much for having me. And this was one of my me. favorite episodes I have ever filmed by far, and I am so proud of you. I, I mean, and I am so grateful to have you in my life, Richie. Thank I, you. I am so grateful to have you in my life, too, and it was an honor to be on the podcast. I can't wait to be on it again. I cannot wait to have you again. Thank you guys, and please stay tuned for next week. I love you guys so much, and I will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Take care.